Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. We humans mark our holidays with glee, cheer, and often mouth-watering desserts. Enter the New Orleans King Cake, the frosted coffee cake-like sweet roll typically eaten between January 6th and Fat Tuesday, which is the day before Lent begins. It's a staple of the Mardi Gras season. For those unfamiliar with this festive dessert, the New Orleans version is often made of rich Danish-style dough braided and shaped into a large ring and often with one or a variety of fillings. Think cinnamon sugar, chocolate, raspberry preserves, chopped sugared pecans, or sweetened cream cheese. It's usually covered in a sweet glaze or frosting and decorated with gold, green, and purple sugar or icing. And, of course, hidden somewhere within the tender layers of this frosted treat is a small plastic baby. Which sounds real weird if you're unfamiliar. So let's back up a little, because the origins of king cake go way back. And yes, there are kings involved— King cake derives from the holiday Three Kings Day, also called Epiphany, which is a Christian feast day celebrated on January 6th, which is the day after the 12th day of Christmas. This holiday celebrates the biblical tale of the three kings, aka the three wise men or magi, visiting the baby Jesus. It kicks off the Mardi Gras or carnival season, which lasts until the first day of Lent, which is a moving holiday that falls 40 days before Easter. Anyway, The three kings are why king cakes are a seasonal treat in the shape of a crown, or a more or less circular band anyway. Those three colors they're decorated with are symbolic. Purple for justice, green for faith, and gold for power. And tradition holds that the plastic baby in the cake represents Jesus. Just as Jesus showed himself to the three wise men, he will show himself to those enjoying king cake. Whoever finds the baby in their slice is crowned king or queen for a day— or hosts the next Mardi Gras celebration, or at least buys the cake next year. It's a lucky token. Other tokens, coins, peas, pecans, beans, were what was up in the past, and may still show up. Hundreds of thousands of king cakes are sold out of New Orleans every Mardi Gras season. I couldn't track down a firm total, but the big commercial bakeries ramp up to producing 3,500 king cakes per day at their busiest. The Danish-style dough is the most popular, but it's not the only kind— Either flakier or fluffier dough can sometimes be found. And New Orleans isn't the only place to serve king cakes by far. In northern France, you can find galette de roi, a flaky puff pastry with sweet almond filling. Bulgaria and Greece have similar dishes traditionally served around the New Year. But the doughy New Orleans king cake is closer to the gâteau de roi from southern France, made with brioche, and the rosca de reyes from Spain, a ring of sweet bread topped with icing and candied fruit which makes sense given the Spanish and Southern French settlers and colonists who got the city started in the 1700s. But Mardi Gras and other carnival celebrations have roots that go way back. People have been celebrating the end of winter and the return of longer, warmer days, uh, forever? Since the first brave human who dared to celebrate. Ancient Babylonia may have held the first carnival circa 2600 BCE, This was a festival that celebrated mirth and change through satire by making a show of role reversals. There would be a parade through the streets, a pair of peasants would be royalty for the day, and royalty would act like fools. Pranks were played, folks would wear costumes depicting social classes other than their own, and everyone partied. Sound a little familiar? 
These traditions were incorporated into and or disseminated through Grecian and Roman cultural traditions. The first king cakes may go all the way back to ancient Rome as part of the celebration of Saturnalia, a winter solstice and harvest festival. A pastry would be baked with a fava bean hidden inside, and the finder would be named king for the day. The tradition became a part of Epiphany celebrations in the Middle Ages. The fava bean was sometimes replaced by a porcelain token of a crowned head to take some of the pagan out of it. When Spain and France spread their outposts to the Americas, the king cake tradition came with them and took on a life of its own, particularly in New Orleans. The baby trinket didn't come along until a bakery called Mackenzie's came up with the idea in the 1950s. At first, these figures were made out of porcelain and baked inside the cake, but were eventually replaced with plastic, which comes alongside the cake, due to, you know, concerns about baking plastic. These early cakes were more brioche-like, or pain de dulce-like, and didn't have filling. That didn't come around until the 1980s, as bakers began adding more eggs and sugar to their recipes, or straight-up switching to Danish pastry recipes. An anecdotal tale puts the first commercial-filled king cakes in New Orleans to 1983. According to baker Joan Seaman, that year her bakery baked four filled cakes. Her husband took one to work, and they got 25 calls about filled cakes within 30 minutes. Through the 1980s and 90s, Cajun and Creole food became national trends, and shipping technology improved as well, allowing for more or less affordable overnight shipping. Then, in 2004, the tragedy of Hurricane Katrina honed New Orleans' sense of community history and pride, and both local and national hunger for these traditional dishes. Which means that celebrants have a veritable glut of king cake options today— miniature king cakes, king cake donuts, king cake vodka, king cake bourbon milk punch, king cake smoothies. And, of course, in a city that loves a party, a whole king cake festival held in late January. Today's episode was written by myself and Annie Reese with a hat tip to How Stuff Works writer Jeremy Glass. It was produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.